Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This week is Parshas Pinchas, and we're going to learn the halachas of the three weeks. So one thing that's important to know about the three weeks is that very often uh, the halachas of the three weeks get confused with the halachas of the nine days. And really, they're very, very different. And here's the key. The only thing that you really have to remember is three weeks, three things. There are only three things that are usher during the three weeks. The three things that are usher during the three weeks are haircuts, music and chasanas, and all kind of, that's one, that kind of simcha with music, chasanas, dancing, that's one category, and making the bracha of shehechiyanu. Those are the three things. Haircuts, music and chasanas, and shehechiyanu. In the nine days, there are many, many more things which are usher. You're not allowed to buy clothing, you're not allowed to cut your nails, can't do renovations on your house, all these kind of things. But none of those things, you know, washing clothing and, and, and etc., all those things are just for the nine days. But during the three weeks, there's no issue to buy new clothing, there's no issue to renovate, there's no issue to cut your nails. All those things are not a problem in the three weeks. The only thing that's a problem in the three weeks, again, is haircuts, music classness, and shahachiyanu. So buying new things are only an issue if it's something that you make a shahachiyanu on. There isn't that many things left that we make a shahachiyanu on as far as clothing is concerned. So let's go through these things one by one to understand what they apply to. So cutting hair is kind of straightforward. You're not allowed to cut your hair, but that refers to hair on the head. You can't cut hair on the head. You can't cut hair of children as well. Um, but shaitols can be cut because cutting shaitols are equivalent to like tailoring. It's not your hair. It's, a, it's an article of clothing. It's a problem during the nine days, but it's not a problem during the three weeks. It's just fixing clothing, and that's allowed. Only haircuts are also. Other kinds of hair cutting, like um, shaving legs, other part of the body, that's equivalent to cutting your nails, and therefore it's only a problem during the nine days and it's not a problem during three weeks. So only cutting hair on the head is an issue. Cutting hair any other part of the body is okay. Uh, it includes waxing eyebrows and stuff like that. That's all okay. And only during the nine days that's an issue. Uh, but otherwise, and, and cutting shaitals are okay, but haircuts are what are a problem for these three weeks for Ashkenazim. Sfaradim uh, don't have this homework. Now, moving on to music and chasnas. So obviously chasnas aren't, Ashkenazim don't make any chasnas during the three weeks. But music, so listening to music is a problem. And when it's a problem, all kinds of music are usher, including a cappella. So you can't, if you listen to music, there's, there's no, most, no music that you can listen to. However, there are certain situations where music is allowed. Some places can allow a person to take music lessons during the three weeks if they have regular music lessons. Their argument is that, that kind of music isn't enjoyable. That's definitely a, a reasonable argument, and practicing is also allowed according to them. Rav Moshe, however, only allowed it if the purpose is for future parnasa. So if someone's looking to utilize their skill at playing in order to make money, then they can do it, but otherwise they should refrain. And that's, I think, pretty much the custom. Most generally people don't do it, but obviously if there's some kind of need, you have what to rely on to practice and to play for, uh, for, for just, you know, just to learning, for learning purposes. With small children, you know, that are, are under the age of chanuch, you can play dance as part of a camp or a play group, that's okay. 
Music is allowed to accompany exercise. If you need to set a beat in order to exercise, that's the, that's the only way you, you know, are motivated to do it, so you can have music. Still, in the spirit of the law, it's better to try to find an alternative option where you would just have a beat, something else, and if, if it's possible, to try to find something other than music to, to work with. You can also listen to music to stay awake while driving. That's also not for enjoyment. It's you know just for the sake of, of keeping yourself awake. I, when people ask me, I suggest you listen to Uncle Maishi, and this way you have everything. You won't enjoy the music, and you'll also stay awake. Children who are chinuch age, like six and up, should not be listening to music. And uh, CDs, which are a story but have songs, so you should be skipping the song part. So that's as far as music is concerned. Now, as far as buying new things, so buying new things is okay, as you said, and alterations, all those kind of things, all those things are fine during the three weeks. The only thing you shouldn't do is Shachiyano, very simply because we don't want to say Shachiyano, Vikiyamano, Vikiyano, Lizmanazer, we're so excited that we got to this time when it's really such a sad time of year. So Shachiyano is what's avoided during the three weeks. However, Sometimes when you get something new, you don't make a shachiyanu, but you rather make the bracha of hatayv hametiv. What's the bracha of hatayv hametiv? The bracha of hatayv is when more than one person is benefiting from this new thing. So, like if you buy a new car, that's for the whole family, not for you yourself. It's it's a family car. Then then you don't make a shachiyanu on that. You would make a hatayv hametiv because it's for everybody. You make it in the presence of someone else who's, who's benefiting from it. Hatayv hametiv has no language that means we're happy that we got to this time. It's just blessing Hashem for being good and giving us good things. So that could be made during the three weeks. So a, a new car purchase, which would be something that would, even nowadays, we would make a shachiyanuan, you can make a taibameitav if it's not just for you. Uh, buy, if you buy a house, right? So sometimes the way it works out is that this is the, you know, this is when you got to sign. This is, this is the date. And you have to do it now or you'll lose the house or you'll get a penalty or, or, or whatever. Ideally, one should rather not do a house purchase during three weeks if it can be avoided, and certainly not during the nine days. So if that's avoidable, one should do so. But more often than not, these kind of things are not avoidable. There's a lot of different things involved. You have to move out. There's rent. There's the other apartment. There's, there's the new house. There's the, new, the person selling. All kinds of things that play a role. And generally, we don't have that much of a choice when we have to buy the house. So then you certainly can. And when you buy the house, the bracha you would make, again, is that type of hamitiv. If you bought a new article of clothing, which you would actually make a shahachiyanu on, so you shouldn't do that and shouldn't wear it for the first time during the three weeks. You could, though, do it on Shabbos. Shahachiyanu is mutter to say on Shabbos because Shabbos overrides the three weeks, and you say that can be done on the covered Shabbos. Now, we're not up to the halacha of the nine days, but people ask often, and they start planning now, so I'll just talk about it now, about flying during the nine days or taking long trips during the nine days. The fact is that we don't really consider these things dangerous anymore. We don't really consider flying dangerous, even though we make a Haggaimel one. After we get off a flight, we don't do that on a domestic flight. We only do that on an international flight. So we, we don't generally consider flying as something dangerous. Statistically, it's considered much safer than dry, driving. And uh, driving itself, long-distance long driving isn't more dangerous than, than typical street driving. So 
it's hard to make an argument to, to avoid that. Obviously, if you have such a minig, or if you feel like that, you're welcome to avoid it, but it shouldn't be treated as a halacha that one needs to avoid flying or driving somewhere. If it's an important thing to do, you need to do it. Uh, by all means, you can go ahead and, and schedule it during the three weeks and during the nine days. Next week, hopefully, we will talk about the halachas of the nine days in greater detail. And uh, remember, the rule is there's only three things that are also during the three weeks, haircut, music, happiness, and shahiyano. I also want to remind everyone that this Sunday morning in the shul, we will start a new series on, the, on Tanakh, learning about different personalities or different stories in Tanakh that relate to Inyan and Yaima and can let anybody and everybody know that you think might not know about it. Uh, our, Tanakh is really such a beautiful part of our heritage that often we don't know so much about, and those stories are our stories. and They, they have so much to teach us, and often we know a little bit about the story, but we don't know enough about it to understand the real relevance of it and the import of it. Like, I'm Be'ez Hashem going to be talking this Sunday about the story of how Zechariah, the Navi Zechariah ben Yehoyada got killed and what an effect that had on the Kharman. And people might know of the story, but they don't know the whole background of the story and what its relevance was and why Kharman was so punished for it and how relevant it is to us. So it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to learn more about what's so important to all of us. Parashas Pinchas talks about, obviously, Pinchas, the tremendous courage and bravery he had to take on, essentially, was a whole shevet. It wasn't just Zimri ben Salo and Kazbi Bastur, the two people that were sinning in Befarhesia, but the whole shevet was, Shimon was protecting them, and he took them all on and strode between them. They could have killed him. He risked his life. And he performed this act of kanaos and thereby saved Kal Yisrael. And Rabbeinu Bechaya has an introduction. He writes an introduction to every parasha. But in the introduction to Parsha's Pinchas, he writes a fascinating thing, which really was an eye-opener for me in our Avodah Hashem. He says that the term tzaddik can only be used for someone who is b'teach Hashem, someone trusts in Hashem. He quotes uh, Pasik in Mishlei that says, V'tzadikim kakfir yivtach. Tzadikim trust in Hashem like a leopard. He explains this means that the same way a leopard trusts in its own strength and hunts fearlessly, it knows its strength, it knows its power, and it utilizes them. Likewise, tzadikim trust in Hashem, and this enables them to serve Hashem and do mitzvahs. The Pasuk teaches us that a tzadik will energize himself through his trust in Hashem, and will work hard and not give up. And this itself will actually give him strength. And he quotes another famous Pasuk. It's been made into a song. Pasuk means, those who trust in Hashem, those who are b'teach Hashem, they'll re-energize, they'll rejuvenate, they'll receive new, new kayach, new strength. Yalu Averkanasharam, they'll lift up wing, they'll set, take flight like an eagle. Yarutsu, they'll run, Vulayi go, they will not weary. Vayelchu, they will travel, Vulayi Afu, and they will not get tired. So he explains, what does this Pasik mean? He says there are two kinds of mitzvahs. Some mitzvahs take a tremendous amount of effort just to do them. 
For example, there's a kala. She doesn't have any money. You have to do, raise money for Achnas' kala. It's a lot of money. And that's a tremendous undertaking. And you can, a person can find the strength, a person can find the willpower to do a thing like that, do a big mitzvah. Or sometimes there is a person that needs to be helped, a sick person that needs to be helped, a person in great need. And it's a big job. And a person can find the strength, make the effort, take it on and do it. Other mitzvahs, he says, take a different kind of effort. They require, require constant dedication and work in order to achieve anything. Example, acquiring good mitzvahs, character traits, right? That requires making a habit of good deeds, practices, constant self-control, and eventually it becomes a part of our nature. But that takes a lot of perseverance. So he says this is, these two things is what the Pasuk is referring to. Yalu Ever, Kanasharam, lift up like eagles, is something which takes one time great effort, like taking off. Taking off after you get up in the air, you float. You, it, it, it rides the, the, the airwaves, rides the winds, but taking off takes a lot of energy. So that's that one time energy that it takes to do some mitzvahs. Yelchu, Yafu, they travel without tiring, means the second kind of mitzvah, which requires motivation, dedication, perseverance, not to give up. So he says, Pinchas had Yirashemayim, Pinchas had fear of Hashem. And from there, acquired a tremendous betachin, tremendous trust in Hashem, and that allowed him, that allowed him to do this tremendously difficult and, and life-risking act. And therefore Hashem awarded him Chaim and Shalom. He was awarded with life, which means, according to some, he became Eliyahu Anabi, who never died. And Shalom, he had peace. He had peace. There's a sefer, Chidushe Halev, a sefer I recently acquired, wonderful sefer, beautiful sefer, the Roshiva of Chavot Chaim. And he explains this further. And he makes a crucial point, which is so important for our Vedas Hashem. He says, if you are a Kaveh Hashem, if you are a Bateach and Hashem, you trust in Hashem, you will be Yachlif Kayach, meaning you will receive strength from Hashem. Without that, he says, even though you might have the best intentions, as much as Pinchas had the right intent, and he was infuriated by the Chil Hashem, and he had Yerushalayim burning within him, but without Bitochen, he would not have had the willpower to undertake the act. He would not have had the courage to do it, to move forward and take on the whole Shevet Shimon. He needed Bitochen. He needed to trust in Hashem. That's what gave him the power to move forward. Yerutsu Vlayigo means that we will find the strength, we'll find the, the energy to go forward, we'll find the motivation to not give up, to keep on trying again and again and again if we have bitachin, if we trust in Hashem. And without that, without bitachin and trust in Hashem, we just won't find that energy. We won't find that confidence. And this is a, an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing because it's something we struggle with a lot. And, and this is a real eye-opener for me. We, we often struggle, and especially as Hashem comes the Yom Naram time, and we look back on ourselves and we say, okay, I wish I could change this, I wish I could change that. And we think... I tried. This already hasn't really worked. Maybe I could try a different way. But we try, we try, and the real problem is we start to lose. It erodes our self-confidence. We start to lose the confidence that we can actually change. We don't really believe in ourselves that we have what it takes to make a change in our lives, to, make a cha- to break a mida, to, to change the way we're acting, to exhibit more self-control. We, we start to lose that faith. We don't think we can do it. And often we try to be mechazic ourselves, we try to find the strength within ourselves, and we convince ourselves that we could do it, and, and the truth is we could. We have a tremendous amount of strength, but that strength, that power, that willpower, 
we need confidence, and that's often what's missing. There's a story with the the Klosenberger Rebbe. After the war, he was starting with many different organizations, and he called together a group of Avrechem, of young men, and he asked them to undertake starting a tremendous organization, which would require a lot of work and effort. So they said, you know what, we'll try. So he told them, oh, you don't know what you just said. You said you'll try. You said you don't realize how much power a person has, how much energy a person has, how much possibility there is for him to achieve something if he tries. He said, before the war, when I used to give shear, I couldn't carry my farm. I wasn't strong enough. I used to have someone carry my farm for me. During the war, the Nazis made me schlep heavy stones, and I was able to do it. It weighed hundreds of pounds more than those farm that I couldn't carry, and that demonstrated to me that you could do it. A person doesn't realize the amount of power he has. So it's true, we have tremendous amounts of power and energy, and we can accomplish anything, but we have to believe that we can do it. And here, the Rebbeinah Baha'i says that, you know what we have to work on? We're, making, we're missing the boat here. What we need to work on is bitachin. We have to trust in Hashem. If we trust in Hashem, then we will have the confidence that we will do it. We trust in Hashem, we have the confidence that that will give us the energy. He will give us the energy to do it. He will make it easy for us. He will finally put in our heads the right things to take on, the right habits to form. He'll put us in a position that makes it easier for us to do it. He'll send the right people in our direction. Let us hear the right shiurim. If we have that bitachin, then we won't give up. If we have that bitachin, then we'll have the confidence. And once we have the confidence, we can do it. And we need the betachin to give us that confidence. That's where we have to turn. We have to turn to Hashem and say, Hashem, you, you have, you've got this. And when we energize ourselves with betachin, we won't give up at all. And he quotes a, a beautiful Ramban, beautiful Ramban, Sefer Chedush HaLev, by Moshe Rabbeinu and, and Yechavet. When Moshe Rabbeinu was born, it says, Vatero Esik Taiv, she saw, Yechavet saw that she, he's, he's good. Vatispenei, and she hid him for three months. So the Ramban says, what does that mean? She saw that he was good, so she hid him. Well, which mother wouldn't try to hide her child? Which mother wouldn't try to save her child? Only because he was good, she tried? So the Ramban says, that's a scary thing. She said, he says that women, most women, at that point had given up. They had given up. They, they thought it was hopeless. Their babies would get caught by the Mitzrayim, they would get found, and they would get thrown out. And they wouldn't, and killed, and they wouldn't even try. They wouldn't even make the effort. And she saw that he's a type. She saw that he's special. She saw that Hashem has graced him. And therefore she said, you know what? I'm not going to give up. This is something different. I'm going to make an extra effort. I'm going to try to make this happen. And then she tried to come up with all these ideas, how to save his life. She hid him for three months. And when that didn't work, she put him in a basket and put him into the Nile. She was trying whatever she can. But she would not have tried if she didn't believe that Hashem will help her. So there, therein lies the key. If we find that betachin to believe that Hashem will help us, He's going to make it happen, then we'll find the strength. And if we find the strength, then all of a sudden we're going to think of ideas. All of a sudden we're not going to give up. We'll come up with new ways and new approaches, and we'll have the confidence and the perseverance to hold out and to continue. And that is what enabled Pinchas to undertake, to have the courage to do this. He would not have had the courage without betachin. He would have wanted, he would have had the fire, the desire but he would not have been able to do it without the betachen, the reliance on Hashem, that he'll be successful. Once he had that, that pushed him forward. That made it happen. That gave him the confidence to do it and the courage. And that's what we find ourselves missing often, is that courage to believe in ourselves. And if we trust in Hashem, we don't have to believe in ourselves. 
We can believe in Hashem. Trust in Hashem. He'll make it happen. And that's what will make it different one year for the next. The level of the tachan a person has will ensure, is he successful or is he not? An amazing thing, a tremendous eye-opening approach to how we should look at improvement, self-improvement and change. Have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.